Welcome to the Miami Comedy Podcast for August 11th. I am here with Sivas uh, Matar. This episode is sponsored by uh, Charles. Have we come up with a name for this place yet? I'm, I'm toying with uh, Secret, Secret, uh, fuck, Secret Origin. Secret, Secret Orgy, orgy. I like Secret that. Orgy Studios. Secret Orgy. <laughs> Let's be a little more professional. All right, we are in the Memory Factory Studios by the Falls. Uh, this is Charles Camacho, the man that makes this uh, these episodes happen. So Seabass Matar and I, we were having a discussion before we met up today. What are we going to base today's podcast on? And we've decided that one thing that we have in common is that we are... Financially aware. Elaborate. So... Essentially, what happens is everybody's getting offended nowadays with all these words thrown at them, right? And then like I, cheap, like cheap, you know, penny uh, pinchers, uh, frugal, right? Frugal. That's not. <laughs> this is Miami Dade thirteenth grade education right here. Okay, that's as far as my vocabulary goes. I get hit it in Spanish, caminando con los copas, no hasta los zapatos. You know, you're walking with your elbows to not waste your shoes, uh, but another one and that's the one that triggered me someone called me broke and to I, walk with your elbows so you don't mess up your shoes so you don't waste your shoes oh so that, your that shoes. sounds like a mental illness man who does <laughs> warmington <laughs> uh yeah so you just you save money you like to be financially aware i feel like that's the politically correct word right financially aware you're aware of your finances and that's that's what we like i mean that's why we are where we are right so what's a good example of you being financially aware on your day-to-day activities? Um, I used to go to one gas station that was right on 87th and Colway, but then there's one on 87th and like 12th. Uh, it's like a little bit further away from my house, but it's like seven cents cheaper. So like regularly I go to that gas station. It's always cheaper than the other one. It's always cheaper. You, you, have you used the Gas Buddy app? Uh, I did, but I felt like I know Miami better than that. I feel like whoever's running that up, I'm like, ah. It's it's the it's OPEC themselves, the yeah. Illuminati of gas. I'm like, eh, I could do a better job. So the one way that I'm financially aware is I like to, well, we're, we, we do comedy. I do comedy full time, and you do something during the day? Yeah, I'm a server in a restaurant. And does, it works for you? How long you been there? Five years. Okay. Yeah, I used to be a banker, and I did that for a while, and then now that I'm a comedian, I started in 2013. Uh, big difference, and uh, I had to learn how to be uh, financially aware, which is the term that I've learned through CBAS. And one of the things that I like to do is I like to decide whether the next thing that I'm going to buy is a need or a want. Have you ever uh, gone through that? Yeah, 100%. I'm very bad at that. I think that's one of my flaws. Even if I do need it, I'll still be like, do I really need it? Like a car battery, like, uh, it's still starting. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we bad. can make this go on a little yeah, bit longer. Yeah, so sometimes I'm really bad at that, but of course. Yeah, yeah you got to weigh it out. So, um, I mean, I like I like spending sometimes when I when I um, really need to like relax or something, like go to a sp- like high end luxury spa or go on vacation. You know, those things are actually needed for you to live. Yep. I would say a comfortable life without you. Going insane, right? Exactly, you need that 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 escape. Like every once in a while, you yeah, you take somebody out for a fancy dinner. Have you ever taken yourself out for a fancy dinner? Absolutely, absolutely. I've I've gone to places that have like waterfront dining just for me. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just went to Las Rosas in. um, in (laughs) That's fancy. Oh no, no, not in Las Rosas. Rosa Rosa Mexicana, Mexicana. right there in the corner of Mary Brickle. That's fancy (laughs) for me. I was a $65 tab. That's expensive. Oh my God. I was like, yo, I wouldn't even waste this if I was getting coochie, okay? I love myself. As a freelance digital marketer, I used to do uh, marketing for a high-end restaurant. Uh, I don't want to mention the name, but it's by the Miami River. Okay. And the, in order for you to dine there, you could like park your yacht. And like Justin Bieber went there to go eat. Oh God. Yeah, even, yeah it, was, it, it, it was an insane high-end restaurant. And you know, tabs would go there for like 10, 15 thou. He would just show up and just buy bottle Isn't after that bottle. 10, 000. On a brunch. On a br- on one day. On brunch. And but the DJs would be so amazing. The live bands would be amazing. The people that you mingle with, like they're they're really like posh people. And it can get it can get a little stuffy. You know, so like trying to live that lifestyle for me, even if I had the money, I probably wouldn't even become Oh my a part god, of it. no, why? That's why? just how it is, man. That's crazy. That's Miami in a nutshell. Like those are the kinds of folks. That when they think of Miami, like they go to that. I'm okay with living in an efficiency as long as it has like 
a kitchen. Like if I can get my next efficiency to have a kitchen, I'll live there as far, like as long as I can, no matter how much money I have. Just well, you say that now, money. but you don't oh, think that once too. the money starts kicking in, you're gonna try to upgrade a little bit. I mean, maybe, but I'm also gonna be saying, you know how much I'm paying six hundred dollars for rent in Miami. Like I'm, and I'm in a very like I'm in the top one percent of best efficiency like rent holders, considering all the amenities I have and the type of like it's not a bad place, not a bad neighborhood. Landlord's great, so it's just like I'm in very good position right now. You're comfortable, super. Right, you set you set it, a standard though. It lets me it lets me like do whatever I need to do as far as like traveling or doing these shows and all these sort of things because my job with the amount of work I do allows me to pay for the space I'm at. So I know I'm in a really good position right now with that. I think standards change all the time. Oh yeah, for when sure. I, when I lived sure. in South Beach, for those that don't know, man, I had a really. <sighs> Balling. Really upgraded lifestyle Baller. when I was in my mid to late 20s. Like, I lived pretty good living and being a career man, but I gave that all up because I just wasn't happy. So, you had, that was one of the things that I was trying to decide for myself. I was like, am I going to live unhappily, unhappily working in and out for people I don't want to work for, for the, this nah. paycheck? Or will I try to chase what I really want and, and gamble? And it yeah. really is a gamble. Of course. I mean, and you lose for a now. long time until you, you start seeing the winnings. Everyone says that. But it's all about tenacity. But you're going through the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. What's the prize at, what's the prize at the end of the road, man? The prize at the end of the road is uh, doing anything related to comedy seven days a week for the rest of my life. Like, that's it. Like, is whether it, it's a podcast, it? whether it's a, a stand-up, whether it's a speaking uh, event, whatever the case may be, it's all comedy-oriented at the end of the day. Like, that's what I'm really shooting for, to be like, just wake up and go out there, do your thing, and get paid for it. Is there a number that you, is there a comfortable <laughs> number, is there an efficiency number that you could be like? Like, like monthly? Like, what I would want to be making I'd monthly. say annually. Annually? Man, I mean, if I'm getting by with like, maybe, on, let's just say, maybe good 35000 a year, then like, that's fine. I learned how to make I think, I think you should set your standards a little higher. I mean, obviously, like, I'm not trying to say, like, but I'm saying if Yo, that give me, a, give, me a, give me some real, gigs. Bro, like, I make 35, I'm good. Like, <laughs> Rest in peace, C-Bass. You lived a great average. As a great five-minute, dude, I have no problem making yeah, that. <laughs> C-Bass is a strong five-minute comedy. Solid like, five. Super baby. strong. Solid five. Yeah, absolutely. Then when we get 10, I, we're getting a little shaky yeah, right now. Yeah, that's when we can get closer to the 35. Yeah, I told my brother about that. I was like, I'm making my way five minutes at a time. He's like, that's how I made it as a gigolo. I was like, shut your ass <laughs> up. Uh, but no, obviously, like, it's I, I really honestly don't have a number. What I have is an emotion that I pursue, which is like that liberty. The liberty of waking up, doing whatever you want to do, having food whenever, like in your fridge, you know, not having to worry about this bill, that bill. Because that's how I grew up. Like as much as we laugh at financially aware, like I really grew up like that. Like I'm still like that, sadly enough, like month to month, worried about the rent. So... If I could just live in... Uh, to this day, you still, you, you still... I mean, like, I'm better about it now because I manage my... Like, I have, I have horrible, horrible financial premises or, like, a foundation from my parents. Like, they did horribly financially. Great parents, love them, but they didn't set me up the right way. I didn't learn about saving money until I was about, like, 21, 22, and I'm 24. So this is all recent. And, like, reading books about finances and listening to these businessmen is kind of where I started getting my information about it. But that sort of, like, routine and mentality my mom always had, like, don't get that because we got to make rent. And don't turn the AC down. because Like, this is real shit that, like, my mom did. And I'm like, I ain't trying to live like that. I'm not trying to live like that. So it's not so much about the money, more about just, like, being at ease that, like, I got that covered. I, yeah. I don't got to worry. I got that covered. Assuredness. You get me? Like, that's really where it's Assuredness, about. Assuredness, it really is. And uh, it's not so much the, the number. Like, like it's it's literally just that. The feeling of assurance. Yeah, that's all I really see. That's a great thing to have. That's what I want. Absolutely. That's why I say 35000 Ain't no problem. Yeah. See, guys, you got to live in this efficiency for the next yeah, but six years. No, man. Years. I mean, if, what, you got to aim No, but ideally, I mean, bro, I want to own Because once you're 35, you're going to be like, yo, at least I'm paying for this efficiency. <laughs> Not chill. Hey, you want to come over the mansion, by the way, Seabass? Yeah. Bro, my efficiency is gonna be a man cave sooner than later. <laughs> uh, but no, if I if if I could put a number on it, man, like I want to own enough. I want to have enough money to own properties across the world. Uh, be able to travel. So yeah, I'd like to do that too. Easily, like up, up in the millions. Like if I can make millions, I'll be fine. I'm cool with that. No, nah, man. I want to be the comedy Rockefeller in this industry. I think you are very much on your way to that, bro. Like, what I see you do, yeah, not yeah. a lot of people. Appreciate do. that, Steve. Yeah. I'll invite you to the yacht party. Please. You know? we'll, we'll, uh, 
we'll nope. get a bunch of coke and and yeah, you know the lower part the of the yacht. Thing. I could just make that whole hotel efficiency right there, man. I'll, I'll, I'll say it'll be I'll the hideaway say. house where we stash everything in. Um, all right. Well, you mentioned earlier that you uh, do you listen to a lot of entrepreneurs? Are you the kind of person? Yeah, that you study huge. From people? I'm so cheesy on it. I hate myself. It's not, it has it has nothing to do with being cheesy, man. I we quote need mentors. I, think, I quote Tony Robbins on a daily. Uh, some of the people, Today. but I don't think it's cheesy because. Uh, you know, from the schoolings that we go, th- I went to public school. Did you go to public school? Yeah. Okay. From the from the schoolings that we we went to, the the Hispanic families that brought us up, and and the way money or wealth or any of that stuff is being talked about. You know, when you become financially aware, you start realizing that some of this stuff is being like the knowledge that you need to be good at it is not really readily available by somebody that's that knows what they're that knows what they're doing. Right. You know, it's like we're learning from people that are like average income or even lower than that and, and how they define money. And then we kind of, it, those values then get in, put on us. Right. And then we li- we're living that life like the way you saw, your mother saw the way my parents saw, saw money or see money. Right. And then how do we make it better? If, if, you're, if, if the way you see define money is you're living the life that you're living, what are we missing? What's the missing piece for you to, to see it another way? to make our status a lot better. Right. So what, what are some of the things that you learn from who? Um, wow, I think there's a guy, man, I want to say something Clark De, De, Dean. I don't remember, but he, he has a podcast about uh, finances and what he does, he gets families who are like in debt and like they come up, like they kind of call in and tell their story about how learning from him and his books and all this, they kind of work their way out of debt. So he talks about the importance of saving. Um, D- David Ramsey, that's his name. Uh, I also listen to a lot of Gary V. Gary V is the one that's like, but that's not so much from the business aspect. Yeah, more, he's more like social media and how much he's well, killing it. He's, he's crushing it, dude. You gotta, you gotta, you dude, just gotta sell. That's what you gotta dude, do. Dude, fuck your friends. <laughs> yeah. Fuck your friends. Okay. I ate shit. I ate shit. You listen to me, Manny? I ate shit for so long. Just, 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 just listen to me. Just I'm going to hold the Jets, okay? I'm going to fuck it. Yo, shout out Gary Vee. I love Gary Vee. Yeah, I know. You're doing a great job, Gary just... <laughs> This is why we never get out to the Gary Vee. This, this is why. Um, is this your video here, you motherfucker? <laughs> Tony Robbins, too, but like in a different, not so much a financially as like a financial aspect, just kind of like of a representation of what finances means to you. The wants, the needs, um, how you look at money, how money's represented to you, um, ways you spend your money, things like that. They kind of tip you off little by little of like how to do that. Uh, but I've never really like dug my teeth deep into like financial books. Like I'm not big. Yeah, I'm not into numbers either. Like yeah. I, I hire somebody to do my accounting, like a virtual uh, accountant right, to kind of right, like right. do the numbers, and then I just look at the charts. Yeah, when it comes to money, I even try to take one of those free courses on YouTube, like how to yeah. be financial with the money. I mean, with the numbers and and the plus and minuses and the aspect. Fuck all that. All right. Um, I think I think really it's decision making. That's fa- that's huge. Decision making is a huge factor about it. So, here's some of the stuff I've learned, man, when it comes to to making money. And uh, I wanted to make this podcast to share it because since we're on the topic, because talking money, some for some people, they're not in. But since you're in, yeah. Um, and this is something that I I saw in my family. When you think that money is like the actual value of uh, like its intrinsic value, like that piece of paper, or having a number in your account or how much you have in your pocket is the real value, you start living poor because you're not really, like in order to grow something, you gotta focus on it, mm-hmm. right? Like if you wanna get muscles, you focus on working out and you focus on your muscles, on your diet. If you wanna focus on you learning something, you focus on the books and the knowledge and all that. When people focus about money, you're focusing on a piece of paper. And that piece of paper is like a tool that you share. Like, all right, hey man, thanks for these M&Ms. I'll trade you uh I'll trade you this. That's a barter, right? Like, okay, that's a fair trade. But what if I just wanted that? How would I do it? Like, no, I still want my Frappuccino. But I want your M&M's. But I want your M&M's, yo. It's like, all right, well, give me a, a dollar. Give me a $5. And then us as people, we negotiate. This is how much of this paper that I'll give you that other right. people are going to see the value in for that, right? So what a lot of big name entrepreneurs are doing is they focus on the value that you produce that brings in that money so it's not the money you're focusing on right is it what is it that you're doing with your skills and your traits and your abilities that keeps bringing that in you know like i produce shows uh he does the um 
the studio and the and the media. He puts all that stuff together and creates edits and all that. That's the value you bring in. That's the, your your stuff, and then that keeps bringing it in. So a lot of people like when they feel like they're being shortchanged for the amount of work they're putting in, or if like if I bring in a lot of people and somebody's like, well, we only made this percentage here, you keep that. I don't see it as a way of like, dude, I want more. I'm like, you're giving me money for something that I'm doing that I'm yeah. good at. Yeah. And then you do it again, and then you do it again, and again, and again, and again. And next thing you know, all these opportunities start opening up because you're seen as a person of value. Right. You're not seen as somebody that's just trying to get a paycheck or a cut of, of money. You're kind of just like making things happen. You're connecting yeah. people. And all those channels end up coming together, and you just end up getting this absolute stream of income. But that's just a byproduct of all the value that you're putting out in the reality you live in. Right. Everything you do. All right, well, I kind of went on a tangent that's there, the, but that's no, but that's true. That's it's, what I've learned. It's very true. Like, and when you're not worried about the number, then it does, and nothing really matters. And yeah, just doing what you're because doing. you because you you keep doing it, so the yeah. numbers come in anyway. Right, like that's inevitable. Uh, I I think there's also like what I do uh, from listening to these people. Like they kind of say like, don't be not not like don't be stingy with your money, but like, but you're not really stingy with your money though. Like you, you actually. I've seen you take a girl out. I mean, yeah, I'm, but like, you're I, very lovable. I'm, I'm stingy, but to a point, right? Like, I know, like, okay, I have a little bit of boohoo money, so I'm not gonna trip if I spent like, like, you know, I took. Shout out to my mom. I took my mom out the other day. I had been meaning to take her out on a date that I haven't done in forever. So I was like, look, let's go out here, and like, I really didn't care because I knew. I had all my major bills paid. I knew I had enough money for gas. Like, I knew everything was covered. So I was like, all right, I got a little bit of wiggle room. So, you know, I took my mom out. And like I was like, get whatever you want. Like, it's, it's no worries to me. You know, just don't get the expensive shit. But, like, get whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, like, that, that wiggle room that, like, all right, cool. You could, that, that's what I like. I like having that. But, like, if I wasn't, like, if I don't have the wiggle room, I'm stingy than a motherfucker. Yeah, the tightness is, is definitely one of the worst uh, feelings ever like oh my god like man. are you are you am i gonna make it yeah oh dude, shit the last month of what we went from like i'll probably say from like march to may early june um late no mid february early june we were like horrible in the restaurant i mean like days where i normally would break like a hundred dollars that's a good day if i break a hundred dollars that's the norm and i was maybe not breaking a hundred twice three times a week i mean a month Bro, it got to the point where I was making $100 maybe once or twice a month. And I started like $50, $60. And then it's like, oh, shit. Like, I got to, I can't, damn, I can't buy groceries today. Like, I got to wait. You know, I, I can't do, and like that, that's when it gets that's an awful ugly. Feeling. Yeah, that's yeah, all, yeah. God, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. So now things have changed in the restaurant and also business has picked up. So now it's like, fuck, I saw what it was when I was really, really tight, so let, let me not be too frugal either and be like, oh, well, I'm, now that I have this much, I'm not going to spend any. Because that's a bad way to look at money too when you try to keep it because you're not letting it flow. You got to let it flow. Yeah. You're getting the money, you spend the money. One yeah. thing I do that I, I usually nine times out of ten, it always works for me. So like when I'm done taking the tables and like I have three tables left, I'm restocking the restaurant. And right before I tip out like uh, the busser, I have like three tables left and if my busser's good, you know, I give them minimum 10% of what we make. So if I made 120, I give them 12. But depending on the buster and how good they work, I don't mind giving them five or six extra dollars because I was a buster for two years. And I know what those extra five or two So wait a second. Busters, you, you, the waiters got to tip the busters? Because mm -hmm. they clean our restaurant. Like they clean our tables for us. Is that is that required? Is that a job in, requirement? In my job, at my job. Oh, okay. I know different restaurants do different things. Okay. Like some restaurants, I know they tip out everybody: hostess, wait, bartenders. From a pool of, of tips. Yeah, like okay. from whatever all the servers make, they're supposed to give like let's say ten percent of their cut. I mean, of their sales go to or their tips go to two percent goes to the hostess, the two percent goes to busters, two percent goes to barbacks, bartenders dishwashers cooks like some restaurants are like that thankfully okay. ours is just break out the buster okay so i know what those two extra three extra dollars would do because you're talking about four servers giving you an extra two dollars that's an almost another 10 that you could have made so whenever i'm closing out i have those last few tables i'll i'll break off like another six bucks to a buster They'll be like, damn, like, you sure, man? I'm like, yeah, man, don't worry about it. Like, it's cool. And right before I leave, those three tables, I got four on one, I got five on another, and I got three on another. So now I'm walking out with $12 after I just tipped him out, you know, an extra six. Bro, I don't want to talk, get all woo-woo about it, 
about what you're saying, but it, it, I kind of feel like what you're describing is like when you give, the yeah, universe the gives, universe right, gives back. right back. The universe gives right back, 100%. Isn't that insane to 100%, think? 100%, and that's why I'm if saying that. If you really that, look for it, I it's there. I vouch on that. I vouch on that 100%. Nine times out of 10, I'll give him the extra tip, and then I'll have another $10, $12 waiting for me, and then I'll give him another three, and I'm like, listen, I didn't even count for this money, so it's all extra right now. Yeah. So now I'm giving him an extra nine bucks. You know? I like how humble you are where you're really making a big deal of $10, $12 in yeah. the day's work. That shit fucking- Dude, bro. I made $10, all right? I made fucking 12 <laughs> the next day. <laughs> I fucking, bro, for my first car, 2001 Hyundai Ascent, I didn't have enough money to buy it, right? And I had just started this restaurant job when I was 19. And I was like, bro, I'm short some money on it. It was like thirteen fifty. That's what we paid for it. And I sold, I pawned off this like gold. And it was the smallest, like when I told my coworker, because her sister's the one who does it, she's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, bring it. And when she saw it, she's like, what the fuck is this? What do you, she's like, I'll give you 80 bucks for it, man. And that's a lot. And I was like, that's no problem. Like, okay. That ain't a problem. That ain't a problem. <laughs> ain't no problem. So yeah, those $80 got me that much closer to getting my first car. So every fucking dollar got me. This gave me a great meme idea. <laughs> when you pawn in your fake gold and they say, I can give you $80. And you're like, ain't a problem. Ain't a problem. That ain't a problem. <laughs> All right, well, um, yeah, as a stand-up comic, man, I mean, when it comes to money, I, I can just imagine, the, like, the comics that do it traditionally. You know, the ones that are on the road, they got to look at gas, hotel stay, Everything. airline flight. Food. Food. Um, and, you know, and the tipping that you got to give to the people tipping. that are in the clubs drinking and too. all that. Maybe not every night, but the reason I gave, One of the big reasons I gave up drinking and I want to do it, like, every other year is exactly that, man. Going out and just drinking with two people it runs 50, 60 bucks, Easy. man. Easy. Easy. And that's like at, like out of Flanagan's. Shout out Flanagan's for their rips, though. I fucking love Flanagan's. I love Flanagan's. Lunch I special Flanagan's. at Flanagan's. Woo! Flanagan's sponsorship deal. $15 you Joe Let me know when deals. you're ready. I like how all the commercials at Flanagan's. <laughs> Have you heard the commercials on Flanagan's I on the radio? I didn't know they had commercials. Yeah, dude. They, they focus on radio commercials, and the guy really? that, that has the voice is always like, Flanagan's. Yes, you know, you, you've heard yes, it, right? Of course yes, you have, yes, man. It's yes. like a jingle. Yeah, bro. Shout out to Flanagan. I love Flanagan's. They retweeted something of mine one time. Everybody that goes to Flanagan's looks like Flanagan's. You want me to tell you a real cool Flanagan's? (laughs) You're so stupid. (laughs) Look like a Cuban, like a Cuban uncle. Yeah, like like a bunch of Cuban Flanagan's. Irish Cuban uncle. (laughs) Um, I took, and I say this proudly, I took the Miami Dolphins mascot to his first Flanagan's experience. Really? And he had yeah. the suit on and everything? While he no, was no, 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 no. <laughs> that would have been a little cannibal, you know? <laughs> Get the dolphin for the dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I took him to his first Flanagan's experience, and he loved it. And I was like, welcome. Welcome to South Florida. Is that it? That's the end of your story? Dude, who Fucking compelling, you know Seabass. What other person you know took a mascot of a professional team to their was, But he wasn't even wearing it. It doesn't that matter. No problem. <laughs> we know who's inside. That's what Yo, matters. I got the story, man. I took out the mascot. For <laughs> that was it. That was the end of the story. It sounded better in my head, but when you repeated it, I realized how stupid that, that was. Get a mic. <laughs> Get a mic. Be professional. No, share your story. We got to fill an hour anyway, Charles. Just grab the mic. Bro, this is no problem. An hour is cakewalk. I used to do this by myself on Facebook Live. Go tell us your, your financial awareness story, Charles. Charles, the, the producer and editor, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Coming Charles. in, talking about finance. You don't have it plugged in? Plug walk. Hey. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Studios, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. Tell us, your, tell us a story. <clears throat> I mean, I've always, I, I moved out of my house when I was 18. So, Damn. like, my parents were always like, oh, we're going to kick you out at 18, kicking you out at 18. So, as soon as I turned 18, like, when I was in high school, as soon as I got a job at Home Depot, I was like, I'm making enough to go, to go live on my own, so I got the fuck out. So, I've always made enough money to just get by, even now. Is that your story? That's my, that's my story. Just like, I'm, no, 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 no. I've always just made enough money to get by, though. That's what do you mean? He's saying the same thing we're saying. We yeah, live yeah, month like, to month. Yeah, like, on the uh, sense, like, month to month, but... My 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 vig is always getting more and more. Like now, I bought a house. Oh, so I'm right. Like, yeah, yeah. all right, bro. Turn it off, <laughs> Turn it off man. Uh, all right, bro. You're flexing on the I'm podcast. I'm renting a room in your house, bro. That's what we're flexing? talking about. I'm like, yeah, this he on the no, same page. No, but I'm Charles is a family man. Charles is a family man. It took okay. a while to get that's right, a dad right, right. with the Magneto shirt on. Like that's a dad. That's wrong. You know. So I got out of high school. I started working at Home Depot, and as soon as I was like, oh, I'm making like eight fifty an hour. Boom! I'm fucking at eight fifty. You moved out. I moved out. Damn. And I rented a room with my homeboy in a house that was 
kind of abandoned. It was it was a, a lady died and oh. she, in a haunted. You moved into a haunted house <laughs> with with uh, my homeboy. It was gross because she was like a hoarder. So there was like newspapers. There was a dead cat in underneath a rug. Like shit was just gross in there. But we made it work. Like I lived there for I want to say four or five years. What paying? We didn't we didn't pay any rent. All we did was utilities. So how much would it be like an average, like a hot summer month? Dollars, I think two hundred bucks a so month. So you're paying like a well, hundred a, a piece. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Well, I mean, I was giving him the money because it was. It sounds like you're squatting. He was a hookup. <laughs> no, we we did squat for a while, and Fuck that it mean, was squat. it was the best. Squatting is when you find like an abandoned house and you <laughs> you just end up living oh. there. It just it just happened to be that his stepdad went to UM and the lady that lived there was a Spanish teacher at UM or some shit forever. So like she had yearbooks from like the the fifties and shit where UM was just all white people. Like was it wasn't a lot like it wasn't integrated and shit. Wow. So this lady had lived there for so long and then she went crazy and her son was like a doctor, but he didn't want to deal with it. And then when she died, he I think he felt bad. So he never came and like dealt with it. So we got to stay there because he, he had uns, unsolved mother issues and shit. So like oh, you, you, you found opportunities. Yeah, to yeah, live yeah, yeah, absolutely. With, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the 850 an yeah, hour. OK, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I've always made enough. <laughs> this to, sounds to like an American horror story. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, we're just waiting the to happen. Of a so, you survived what could have been your so, death. Man. So when I, when we moved out of that place, I, I got an efficiency in uh, just like a room, and it was like 500 bucks a month. And then I made enough for 500 bucks a month. And then when I got an apartment that was like $1,400, I just made enough for that much. So oh. I, I just always try to just figure out a way to... You've, like to, your finances have matched your, life, yeah, your yeah. living style. I, I still haven't gotten to the point of saving. But my chick does, so that's fine. It's like she handles that part of it. Oh. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, 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 on the account. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she accounts. Yeah, the, the money it disappears. It goes somewhere. I'm not sure. The kid has a, a college fund now. We have life insurance. I think like we're we're good. I I, I I try not to think about it, which is it's poor decision making. I I should have like a 401k. I should have these things. But listening to you guys, like I I remember like uh, listening to you guys. I think I'm pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, I, I remember re- how shitty I had Yeah, exactly. It. I, I remember Peasants. those struggle times where you're like, nah, fuck it, I'll, I'll get by. Or you, when you're like, you don't quit drinking to try to save money, you're just like, I can't afford to drink every day. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I've been in that position too where I'm like, I really can't. Nope. Yeah, now I can drink as much as I want. <laughs> it takes a sip. <laughs> all, right, what, uh, all right, well, let me ask you this though, Charles. What made you turn into a businessman? Like, when did you know the transition from getting a paycheck to making your own? I still don't feel like a businessman. I just do a thing that people need. I've, I don't like, like, I'm not a good salesman. Like, I don't like to buy something for cheap and then sell it for more. Like, that's not my thing. But I'll cut your grass. Like, I'll do something for you. And then I'll, I'll like how you said, like, value in your service. So I provide a good service for people. People need to turn their old shit to digital. You know, they bring us old VHS tapes. They bring us, uh, all right, I do a bar mitzvah. That is one hell of a niche you discovered, man. <laughs> it's like, and, no, nobody's digitally savvy that have, like, VHS and all these old. Yeah, people, I'm t- like, people, like, they're like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this thing. We, they don't make up the machine anymore. There's no more v- VCRs. The last VCR was made in 2015. They're done. So you were working for Memory Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2004. And, and you just figured out the business, and you were like, I, I'm going to buy this place. The guy who, who started the Memory Factory, he... He didn't know how to do anything. He wasn't a, a video guy. He, was, he just had an idea. He's like, oh, this is a service that needs... He's a business dude. He was a businessman. And he hired people that knew what they were doing. And when I got here, I was like, oh, I just... Like, he didn't know anything. I was like, oh, he doesn't know anything. So I have to, like, figure everything out myself. And I got to the point where I was like... When he was like, oh, I'm thinking about selling the company. I was like, well, I'll, I'll buy it. Because... Uh, yeah, well, how was he selling it for like eight hundred dollars? No, I mean he hooked us like no joke. He he pretty much gave it to us for free. Like we he gave we, you the business pretty much. You, why you say you bought it? No, 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 we, no it was like sixty grand, but yeah. it oh out of shit, that's the, free. Yeah, because everything in the in the office, I, it had to be like a half a million dollars of stuff. Yeah, the equipment. Yeah, like the space, location. Wow, the guy probably didn't know what he was. <laughs> what is it with you and finding the opportunities like this, man? They just come to you. I, again, it doesn't it doesn't seem that way at the time, but on, in hindsight, you're like, oh, you know what? I, I was kind of gifted my way to becoming a business owner. And now even doing this, like a studio, like we, we had this spot upstairs and I'm like, yeah, you moved. You, I, you had a previous place. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like when we got this, I wasn't thinking like, oh, I can make a sound like a, like a podcast studio. But then there's this empty spot and I love podcasting. I love podcasts. So I'm like, let's, let's build a space that I'm people sharing, can do I'm this sharing. shit. I'm trying to see. I was about to say. <laughs> trying to get more <laughs> views. No, How man. rude <laughs> You're is Seabass right now? He's just sharing no, a story man. on how he came up and owning a bit. I want to see this. I want to share Hold on, guys. Let me, let me look at my Instagram real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That is, that is weird. Like now, now that we have these, uh, 
these devices that that have the entire you know world that we can just pop open and be yeah. like, I'm gonna go look yeah. at uh, what's going on in South, you guys. South Africa just, right now. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, hey man, for me, the reason that what what made me turn into from the banking into doing what I do now is, of course, not only is it what I love, but I hate having bosses. I, I, I fucking I felt hate the that, bosses. That, that's why I stopped working for people. Like that, like uh, corporations, corporations don't care about you. So working at Home Depot, you saw people that were, that were there for like 20 years. They did something wrong on a forklift. They fired. Yeah. Done. Damn. No, no loyalty. Yeah. No, yeah. no, nothing. I hate having a boss unless he's a cool boss. Yeah. After working for Home Depot, I worked at Crate and Barrel and that was the last corporation. But then your cool boss, gets, gets, <laughs> if you have a cool boss, that boss is most likely going to get fired, fired real soon. <laughs> no, 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 no. When I mean a cool boss, like, all right, I guess to me, like somebody who just works hard. Like I can, I can work for somebody who shows me like, if you put better work ethic than me. Yeah. I can work for you. I got you. I, I like, I fuck with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I agree you need that. a leader, not a boss. Right. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Quoting. man. I got you, bro. I know Dude, exactly you know what you're talking about. you know how long I ate about. shit, Manny? <laughs> you know how long? Yeah, I, I, every boss I've ever had always had, like, ish, like personality issues. Oh, no. Nah. And, and, and they use their position for the most, like, I don't like those malicious people. ways ever. They like, they have suck. a bad day, and it's like, you know what? I'm going to take it out on this guy real quick. Yeah. Because I don't like this guy. That he, he, I hate that shit. And, and it's an issue because if you work with them eight hours a day, seven, five, six, seven times a week. Yeah, man. There's, there's some weird like connection that goes on between boss and employee that it's just it's draining. Like you just wake up. And this is then, the wrong person. Yeah, because I've worked with the entire time I've worked. There's probably been like three bosses that I've worked with that I could genuinely be like, I look forward to going to work today because you're going to be there. Yeah. Like, there's very few of those. Yeah. But oh, overall, a coworker could do that, too. Screw yeah. But for the most part, yeah, bosses are fucked up. Every, yeah, man. All of them I've, that I've ever had had issues, man. I've never been lucky. Ever. Yeah? Really? Yeah. Never had, like, a even, job? Even my, my first job when I was 16 years old was at GameStop. <laughs> even my even my bosses there weren't even. I cool, can see man. that. They were the awful. Hey, organize that stuff. Alphabetical orders. Like, I'm getting paid six fifty an hour. Damn. Yeah, that was my first job, man. They got me. I don't even think that 767 was. 767 was my first. I don't even think that was legal. <laughs> the minimum? It was underneath the, the minimum wage. I think when I started working at the, I, I started I, like my first real job was the movies AMC, like in Sunset Place when it first opened. I guess I think I was making like five dollars, five seventy five. I think that that was like the minimum wage back then. Shoot. And you know, I, I worked at a restaurant for like you know, oh like a month, two months. I was like, fuck this. I don't want to work with food. I don't want to work with people that that are dealing with food or like that you're serving people. Yeah, it's I'd hard. rather be doing like I said something that is. Like you're doing something, like you're putting boxes up on a fucking thing. Like you have a a, a task, a duty, yeah, that you needs do to be done. And yeah. then when you're done with it, you finish, yeah. and move on. To yeah, yeah. Those are, I, yeah, those are all right. <laughs> like you just do your duty. No one's micromanaging. You just like do it. Banking, it doesn't even compute. Like what the fuck is going on in there? Why all these people it's, have so much fucking money? It's all politics, man. <laughs> when in the corporation, because yeah, banking is you got to go in with a suit, you got to shake hands, you got to look at people in the face that so you'd rather fake. not. It's super so fake, fake, but the thing is, every, it's a competition within itself because what people want to do is they want to climb that corporate ladder because I've been with, I've been under management that they're not even suited for the job, but mm -hmm. they've been there for like a decade or two and they just give it to them and they're the worst. <laughs> like they don't even sell a God, like they'll get your numbers. <laughs> it's like my branch opened 54 accounts in the last two weeks. So it's like, yeah, well, 46 of them went through <laughs> that guy that was at the teller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. Uh, I've, I've said the story before on, on the morning show that I do, but I, the reason I left banking, one of the main reasons I brought in a big loan and one of the managers took the credit for it. And he had the ability to do that by just having a meeting with me mm -hmm. with, with other managers. And they were like, yeah, you know, Manny, there's a pecking order in the corporate world. And, you know, it just doesn't work that way. Whenever an oh. opportunity like this happens, we're just going to have to give it to whoever's next in line. And then you move up with that person. So in other words, I have to be below this guy. As the entire I progress. time. <laughs> and he's I, taking like, your They credit. won't let you do this. You know what I mean? They won't let you skip them. Because of seniority. Oh, hell. Like, yeah, yeah. But the fact that he got the credit for it means you didn't get paid for it? Like you didn't get the extra bump or what? I didn't get the bonus for it. Oh, my I didn't get, God. I didn't get the name. My name was not under the loan. My, I brought in the loan. It was a, a very large loan, especially after the 2008 crash, which banks weren't even making big, big loans like that. I, found, I got lucky. I found a guy that owned parking lots all over the nation. Venezuelan dude, very wealthy, and he was like, "Hey man, I want to apply for a loan for 1.2 million with the with the line of credit you you know thing you have." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, all right, <laughs> 1.2 million." <laughs> but by law, you can't 
you can't say I'm not going to run this because yeah, that's yeah. absurd. Like yeah. if, I, if somebody comes in, if I if Seabass were to come in, it's like I want to apply for a loan for ten million. They laugh about by it. by law. <laughs> <laughs> Even after hearing this podcast, <laughs> like I heard, it, I heard this podcast. But all right, by law, I have to send it to the underwriters for you to get a, an official disapproval of it. Yeah, because yeah. you can't deny anybody alone. Yeah. So when this guy came in, one point two million. I, I was looking at the numbers. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, this guy has a, a little equity on there. And then I sent it, and I get an email the next morning. I like, congratulations, Manny. This is this loan is approved. You did it. You brought in one of the biggest loans this bank has ever seen. And I'm like, all right. And then, you know, things were starting to bubble up. And then there was like this intense meeting where it was me, the branch manager, the second assistant branch manager and the regional manager all in the room. And they were just explaining to me like, you know, Manny, what you, you did a great job. Great job finding this guy. You know, we, we've definitely been looking for an opportunity like this for a while. But when we send it to underwriting, we're going to have to change the name to so-and-so because it's his turn to go up next. And then he'll upgrade you to his level. And I'm like, no, I think if I think if the CEO knew it was me, he's going to be like, give that guy a branch. Right. Not this other guy. So that's when I saw like, oh, man, there's going to be a roof to my success, a ceiling to my success all along. Like and then I started thinking about like, what am I going to because I know people that are there like they're in their 40s, 50s, even in their 60s about to retire. And they were just playing by the rules the whole time. And it's like, is that what I'm going to (laughs) do? Like, I'm just going to play this game until I, I retire. Fuck that. And then I just threw the dice and got out. Genius. You know? That's good, man. Because awesome. I'm telling you, every banker person that I know, they're fucking paid. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> and, yeah, they, and, and when you get your own branch, you don't do shit. <laughs> you don't do a goddamn. All you have to make sure is that the numbers are good. So right. when you get, go to the meetings with all the branch managers, you'll be like, ah, oh, we reached a quota. <laughs> Thanks to Manny. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. No good. Something similar happened to me. Not nearly quite as similar, but I, uh, you know Timberland, the producer. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, his wife is notoriously known for coming into uh, journeys. Who's his wife? I don't know her name, oh. but we call her uh, Big Booty Judy. That was her her nickname. Are we good? We're good. Yeah, it's okay. minutes. Um. So she comes in and it's back to school. So she buys the kids like. Literally, Timberland's like, go ahead, go. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm making this whole shit. Maybe she's not Timberland's wife, but that was a rumor in this in okay, these okay, journeys. Okay, okay. And the sneaker store. I was like, what yeah, the, the what are you talking store. about? Yeah, yeah, the sneaker <laughs> store. That was my first job. And whatever, I'm working, and she comes in, and we have to reach like you know, sell X amount of accessories and shoe products and mm. shoes and all this. And like she came in and took like I think it was like eight pairs of Vans. She bought all these different color laces, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be my numbers for the month. Like this is amazing. And then my manager came up to me. He's like, hey man, I'm gonna take that sale from you okay, <laughs> because um, this is a big sale, and uh, I need the numbers. And thankfully, like shout out Mike. It was uh, one of the assistant <laughs> managers. Shout out to Mike. He was real. Uh, it was one of the assistant managers that I got along with, and I was like, all right, man. No problem. It was like, I think it was like close to $500 worth of merchandise. Damn, she took. man. So he made a good $10, $12 that day. Huh? For sure. For <laughs> sure off that commission. And I was there with my 767. Like, I guess, man, take it. I mean, I wasn't going to get commission from it, so I really didn't care. That's why it was like similar, but not similar. It wasn't that big of a deal. It was just vans. I, I could never work as sales. Like, it sounds horrible. It's not that bad. It sounds like you're it's fucking, you're jumping around, you're, ju- you're juking, you're jiving to make like fucking people... Like I'd rather it. sell shoes than, than be a server in a restaurant. But because being a server in a restaurant, it, money's a lot better. Well, look, man, when it comes to sales, here's my, here's my two cents. When it comes to sales, it's really about like what you need. If someone tries to push you a sale that you don't need, mm-hmm. that's a waste of time. Yeah. And you're, you're doing a disservice for the guy and for yourself because yeah. you're like you're manipulating. And, it, and manipulating if they even buy it because if not, you're harassing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I know a lot of salespeople that are just harassers. Like, dude, I don't. I don't need or want that. Like, mm-hmm. stop trying to push this on me. Like, when you go out in the kiosk in the mall and they're trying to sell you those fucking mm-hmm. helicopters. I did that, that shit you, for two you, weeks. You, I sold energy bands. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're I, definitely one of those, man. I hated it, man. I hated to tell people. Look, look, if somebody walks in and you're like, okay, you're in here for a reason. If I go, if, you, if I worked at AT&T and you walk in and then I don't even ask what you want. I just go, hey, man, we got the brand new fucking iPhones. You want to buy it? It's like, no, I haven't. Do you want to buy Look, man, if you get this iPhone, 
And then you're just like, I don't want anything from you now. <laughs> yeah. But if they walk in, it's like, hey, man, what's up? Do you, can I help you with anything? And then they say something, and then you go deeper and deeper and deeper into what their main cause is. You can sell, like the, the 20% of people that you find the, those causes for, you can sell so much to them. Because they, they'll, they'll realize that you have more to offer than just like, Huh? That huh? shit don't work. You on want me. it? You want it? You want it? I go on with yeah, a plan. Yeah, because you're financially I go aware on with a plan. and your efficiency. Hey, man, let me get a phone case. Tech 21. Let me get the one with the flap. Oh, yeah, you, you go into a protect- Publix. You need salmon. And then somebody's trying Did to sell you. Did you just pronounce the L salmon? 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 It's salmon. 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 Your mom is so dumb. She went to Barney's <laughs> restaurant and asked for an Akoi salad. That was an <laughs> awful swall. put down. Dude, that's from Can we edit White this part that's from White Chicks. You can't. You don't have. Yeah, don't ever reference <laughs> a like, Wayans movie from what? from the cult classic White Chicks. <laughs> have you never heard? Did this guy just say nobody? Re- you need new friends. Don't need- reference. <laughs> what a beautiful chocolate man! You're you're making you're crashing this podcast. Oh now my god! They're like, wait, he's a stand-up comedian. <laughs> Bro, he thinks white chicks is funny. White chicks is li- oh, dude, can we put that shit on a poll, Jamie? Jamie, can we put it on a can poll, Jamie? Put a poll on Twitter. And oh see. my god, do our listeners watch white chicks? Oh my god, uh, dude, white chicks is a classic. What? No, the just the the, you, the way you referenced it was like, uncalled like, for. No, it's like if you're like, oh, remember like you know when Marty hops into DeLorean and goes back in time? Like, remember? Yeah, that's a movie and that we all just, know. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows yeah. white chicks, <laughs> especially like a, just a one line from. <laughs> Does this have any haterade in it? Because I think he's sipping. You on fucked it up. Give me my fucking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd go in and buy salmon. I go in and buy salmon, and, and that's all I'm getting. Somebody's trying to sell you. In the little cups of fucking oh, yeah, yeah, shrimp. Yeah. No, no. You'd I'll be like, it. I'll eat, I'll try it. But, I but that, those shit. bags you got back there, you better. I'm honest with people like that. I'll tell people, like, listen, nah. I'm, let me just not. You just say it like that, time. listen, nah. Them, I'm like, listen, I'm not going to waste your time. Like, I know you're trying to make a sale. I know you have time is money, and I'm not going to buy anything. So, like, no, thank you. Yeah. And then they'll be like, all right, like, it kind of sucks, but I'm, why am I going to waste your time? You could push that sale on somebody else. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, everyone's motivated to get something at some time. I barely buy other. shoes. When I buy shoes, they try to sell everything. I mean, I'm like, no, nah, man, I just want the, the ASICs. Yeah, and they try and to give you socks. You got a discount? No? All right, let me just get the shoes. Say, look, man, I want, <laughs> let me get these shoes right here. It's like, do you want a pair of a, a dozen socks? Uh, no, man, no, I came man. with socks. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the problem. Like, I, yeah. If I want socks, I go to Walmart, yeah. $7 for Yeah, 12. I'm not going to get socks here. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Hate that shit. Well, that's called an upsell, man. That's it know. is, it is, it is. And, and God bless people who like who buy into it. Like my brother's that guy, bro. My brother, they can sell, he's like, oh, I went into Best Buy for a camera and I came out with a wireless keyboard, wireless keys. <laughs> and this. five years insurance. Yeah, yes, that's exactly what <laughs> it yeah, is. Yeah, the insurance is the upsell, Oh, man. my God, dude. My brother buys all this shit that I'm like, why did you buy all that? Like, that's so unnecessary. But He's the when guy. someone's in a spend, but that, that, that's another thing that salespeople are the people that make the economy run. If you really think about true, it, man, true. Yeah. That's Sales, that, that we wouldn't have a great, robust economy if it wasn't for somebody out there trying to sell you a bag of M and M's when you're trying to eat healthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like those yeah. are the real people. Like that I make said, this I went in with a plan. Great. I knew yeah, I was getting yeah. this. Nobody pushed <laughs> I had this. A plan. I had a plan. <laughs> I said I'm getting a frappuccino with nas and a. M&Ms. Shout out to all the salespeople out there. These guys have been ranking on them. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah, man, yeah. you guys make this economy turn the way. Does. Facts. Just right. don't sell so me go out there <laughs> and buy that fucking helicopter at the kiosk that you turn and crank <laughs> and flies up in the air and comes back down. And spend fifteen dollars on that shit. Man. Oh, shout out to my man with that does the hats at the kiosk in daylight. He's been doing my hats for like seven years. <laughs> with the embroidery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. Man, my Sanad. Logos. His name, his name is Sanad. His name is Sanad. That's he's Sanad sounds like a guy that would sell stuff at a kiosk. He does. Man. He does. Yeah. And he owns a restaurant too in South Beach. He works at a kiosk and he owns a restaurant? Like, he has a kiosk ran for him now. Oh, like, okay. I met him, like, seven That's years ago. And now he actually, like, has people who work it and he owns a restaurant. That's what's up, man. Like, oh, if, if you're running a kiosk, you have to be rich. Those kiosks are insanely expensive. Yeah. You know the price for it? Yeah, I went, we were thinking about moving our store to the, the mall. I was like, oh, let me go check. Memory what, factor. Yeah, yeah, just see if we put it in the mall. To own, own like, a store is, like, $10,000. Holy what a store like a store in in Dayland apparently it's oh like, it's a license no 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 I'm saying like if I, I wanted to rent a space it's like ten thousand dollars a month and up that's a small space the kiosks are like eight thousand dollars a month all of them so those guys selling phone cases either they're eight grand they're selling drugs is what I'm saying yeah. they're all laundering yeah, and they're money. all Venezuelan and Colombian they're, for sure they're they're 
they're selling guns to the black market. Like they're they, yeah, those motherfuckers. Right, I, no I, way. I'm not affiliated with what these guys are saying. Do I not include me. Energy bands in okay. the shootout. <laughs> How the fuck do you sell eight thousand dollars worth of the magnetic bracelets so that you're, you're you get aligned? Sea bass. Yeah, man, I pushed. I pushed those. I don't even know how I did it. Like, <laughs> Have I you seen the people myself. that work in, that work in kiosks? They look so bored. Like they're like in prison. Yeah, they're like in a kiosk prison. They're just there, like looking at their phone, like fuck. I don't want to be on my phone anymore. I, I'm and like, run, they, escape, run. They hire hot girls for that. Yeah, they, they do because like a, that 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 influence. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, not to get sexist, but like, yeah, pretty pretty faces. <laughs> no, pretty faces are real, they do real. great sales, man. Like, are you gonna want to go? Thought to you a were car woke, wash? man. <laughs> thought you were. Woke. They're, they're very influential. I mean, look at real estate. Which yeah. uh, people like when you look at the billboard for the most part, it's always like a very attractive yeah. woman. Are like, you gonna want to watch? I'm gonna sell this house to you. You're, you're watching not, a car with a t- with mad Toyota Corollas in front, or with like brand new 2018 cars. Like <laughs> right. obviously, you're gonna go to the place that has nicer cars. Right, like, right. Same it's, thing. It just says so it's much. Just aesthetically it's all about pleasing. the subtlety. You, you, you remember that? You remember that? You remember that device uh, that you, like people would put it on? Like, oh, this is gonna give you a six pack. Oh it's yeah, shock shooter. Yeah. The only reason I let the, I let them put that on me. Was this is a hot girl that did it, yeah. and when she put it on me, it was literally like I was being shocked. I was being electrocuted. I was like, "Well, by her touch, <laughs> by her touch first. And you're gonna put like she's caressing here. you. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's, there's no way that they're selling that much merchandise. It's, it's Eight thousand dollars. That's a lot. It's crazy. Of money. It's insane. Man. What does that say? Twenty-two minutes plus the other ten minutes, so thirty minutes. Yeah. We've only done thirty minutes. Check of your podcast, live stream. Oh, yeah. How long? How long is your live stream? It on? doesn't say the time on it. It says, you want it, me to check? it says on the thing. Yeah. I think it says it on Facebook. Yeah, check it on there because I don't want to go past an hour. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I don't think you're in, you're in, you're not Anywhere in jeopardy. Anywhere near an hour, really? <laughs> you're not in jeopardy of that. <laughs> Where is my... Just go to your profile. <sighs> I know. That's 40, yeah, you're at 46. 45. I knew it. I fucking knew it. You... <laughs> we got one viewer and I think it's me or him. No, <laughs> but again, guys, hey, I don't do this for the live viewers, okay? Hell I do no. this because it's convenient for it's the recording. Dope. Is it possible to like uh, go to IG straight? To go to live, no, not yet. we would no. need a. They don't have an API for it. Oh, fancy! Yeah. What's oh, yeah. API? Digital marketing. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> what is that? What's API? API means that it's an open code that like other other uh, applications can plug in, and oh. and the code will read the code. So like, all you could do is live feed, but you can't do any. Like Facebook has an API where it's like if you want to use a camera to go live, API the API that Facebook has allows that camera to go into oh. my profile and stream it. Instagram does not let any uh, outside third party camera. Would you get mad? Which is weird. Can we go on Instagram live right now? Can I go like live? But Instagram is very handheld. They want it. People want to keep it. Yeah. Nobody's on desktop. Facebook people are on desktop. Like people are sitting down (laughs) on Facebook and they'll watch it live. They can just keep it there. Yeah. Facebook is more for like production. Uh, Instagram, I guess, is more like hands on people in the street. It's like a better Snapchat. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, you know, the the Instagram live stream is very. uh, like if you want to cause drama and you want to record a fight as it's happening, you know, or like if yeah. a cop is like harassing somebody, you yeah. want to be like, I got you, I got you. right? So and then Facebook, Facebook would be the Facebook place is you like repost this, it. Yeah, you like repost you it after you filmed out. it. Yeah, yeah. So you watch the fight on Instagram, save the video, post it on Facebook, and then do some Snapchat commentary about what you just saw. You don't fuck with with Periscope on Twitter. Periscope, I do. Dope. I want to. I want to start getting more in touch with my Twitter, but the thing is, Twitter seems, <laughs> tw- Twitter seems like a very hands-on, manual uh, platform. Like mm-hmm. I gotta write yeah. thoughts. <laughs> you write jokes every day. I'm with busy. Memes. <laughs> I'm busy. But just write your thoughts. No, like- I, I do write jokes. I used to a, a lot, but not recently because I'm so busy with the with the events and all. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I were to use it for my personal Twitter, that's fine. But for my my business for Miami comedy, I mean. It's a different form of content. Yeah, every, you gotta I, I have this thing that every time I update the blog, it goes straight to the uh, the Twitter. Twitter feed. anyway. Okay. So at least that stays updated, and the people yeah, yeah. like it and retweet it or whatever. But to do like a, a very content. yeah a very yeah. specific kind of content, yeah. it's like I gotta log in, I gotta type it, upload the photo. Uh, that's that's already like a waste <laughs> of time. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I I see that. I memes see that. for I me is already time consuming because like if I don't write a meme for a long time, I actually get like anxious. Like, damn, I haven't written a meme in the last five hours. I gotta. You're a meme addict. I gotta put it out there. Well, memes is Instagram. Are you, are is you a, doing? Are you doing one a day? Doing two a day? What are you doing? I'm, I was I was doing it close to six times a day at Jesus one point, Christ. and I was crushing Crazy. it because like. <laughs> 
here's the thing about writing memes, man. It's kind of like working out. Like you, you get your your creative juices going. You see a photo and it, it just clicks. Like like yeah, well, no, right. There ain't no problem. It just clicks. Like damn, I, that's a be that that'll be a good meme. That'll be a good meme. And then you just like this generator. You're just writing and writing and writing and writing. But then when when you're too busy and you stop writing memes, like you kind of get rusty. Like it just doesn't come to you anymore. Like you look at a photo, it's like. How can I make this into like, the photo's funny, me. but how do I? And then you kind of just like get stuck. You know what bugs me? It, I, I don't like low quality image and or video. Like I hate when I see like a meme that's posted up with low quality. That's an Android user. Yeah, that's definitely an Android. <laughs> Fuck Android. <laughs> You're just trashing everybody. Hey, nah. Spades a spades. I know an Android when I see one. <laughs> Care how good your camera is. I heard the Android can be a lot more uh, convenient than an iPhone, though. It's it's a lot more personalized, but Apple's so dumbed down that it's easy for everyone to use. I forgot. I want to say it was like in Africa. It's not dumbed down. It's sophisticated. There's a difference. Bueno. Well, I There's guess. There's a lot of technology involved for that sophistication. I mean, like, yeah, but it's so watered down. It's so simple. Like, That's you can why. get lost in an Android easy. Like, I could understand. And mm. not even like one Android user doesn't translate to being able to work with another Android. Like if you have Samsung and then mm. you're using like a Motorola, those are two different surfaces. Financial, going back to financial, which one is a better option? Um, Do you know? Uh, Android. Android? They're cheaper. They're, cheaper, they're right? cheaper. And you can get them for free. Like if you have Metro, you can get an Android phone with like, if you sign today, so, you get. But I also, the only reason, not the only reason, but one of the reasons why I have Apple is because of the social media. Like all the apps for social media are cleaner. Yeah, like yeah, every every platform, yeah, every platform for goes for, it's got to work on the iPhone. Yeah. And I don't want to be like, I'm not trying to disrespect nobody, but I've seen some comics that got Android videos of like <laughs> shit. And I'm like, come on, man, you a good comic. Your shit's making you look bad, so it fucks the product up. Yeah, you're right. So it, that's it why I prefer product. Apple because like I'm up to date with all. Why the are you products. dissing Chef Joy like that? What's fucked up? Nah, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. None of that. None of that. You're dropping names. <laughs> None and shit. of that. I say no. The worst. <laughs> Why would you do that? Shout out to Chef Joy. Yeah, shout out Chef Joy. <laughs> so sorry. So so sorry. Um, yeah, no, but I definitely for for that aspect for sure. If it wasn't for comedy or anything like that, I'd go Android. I mean, I had an Android. The only reason why I left Metro was because they didn't have iPhones, and I was like, I want to get an iPhone. Yeah, iPhone definitely makes content way better. The photos. I, yeah. I've yet to upgrade mine. I haven't upgraded mine either. I haven't upgraded mine since like 2000. Did our one viewer write something? 16. No, I can't connect. They were like, fuck Android. Let me try to connect here again. Oh, no. The feed is down. The feed is down. That's your Wi-Fi, man. That's your Wi-Fi. That's you. <laughs> Damn, dog. We, what we talk about making fun of his equipment. You gave me that shit earlier, man. <laughs> Talking all that shit. <laughs> Look at this. All right, oh, well. No, wait. No, went over there. It's red there. No, yeah, it's still recording. Oh, it is recording? Oh, All right. That's what it means. Let's go ahead and wrap this one up then. Um, this show has been sponsored by, I'd say just go with the Memory Factory Studio name. I think I, it sounds I, perfect. I'm still thinking about it. Memory Secret Factory possibly. Studios, podcast studios by Charles Camacho. If you guys need to do a podcast, professional equipment, uh, M&M's, Nas Energy Drinks, Starbucks Frappuccinos, <laughs> whatever you want, Narragansett. This is uh, Holy Grail Ale. Monty Python beers. Like This is the studio <laughs> to do it in. We're by the Falls. Hit up, hit up uh, Memory Factory. Let them know that you want to do a podcast. He'll hook you up with a good rate. Also, the show is sponsored by MiamiComedy.com. Our next big event is going to be September 19th. We have the one, the only, Jim Florentine, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. So grab your tickets. Go to MiamiComedy.com. And, uh, yeah, we do this show every Sunday, so I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. <laughs>